closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are back on On the Sidelines, sponsored by OrthoCincy. Lindsey Patterson here, a little solo pod. Molly Watson will be back next week. Really excited for the month of March as it is underway in a few weeks. I'm actually heading out to spring training. I'm looking forward to that. My goal is to have a fun little day podcast while I'm out in Arizona. I'm going to be with some friends, Randy Rico, over on uh, Channel 5. So it should be really good time to catch some baseball. The Reds are a young, youthful team, really optimistic from last season when you got uh, a little bit of expectations to, to maybe go into the season as as a postseason or NL Central favorite. It'll be fun to kind of give predictions and look forward to opening day. I'm sure we'll have an opening day podcast in a few weeks. Right now, I'm just kind of recapping the NFL season. FC Cincinnati back to it on Thursday. That's always really exciting. Um, unfortunately, didn't finish as champions last year, but still an exciting team. And I'm sure playoffs are going to be in their future. But first, we'll start with the NFL. Obviously, the Super Bowl is over. The Kansas City Chiefs, they are back-to-back champions. And uh, as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and and one of, I feel like, Kansas City's biggest rival in the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I was a little bummed to see that in Kansas City. But I will say, overall, when you look at what they were able to do, and I'm speaking about the Chiefs kind of in reference to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think there's some comparisons in a positive outlook if you are the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Really, no offseason in the NFL, so we'll get to that in just a moment. But one of the things that I watched in the Kansas City Chiefs mostly in the playoffs outside of regular season because I feel like they struggled offensively in regular season and I promise this connection will make sense with the Cincinnati Bengals it's really just getting into the playoffs nothing else matters you can win your division you can be the number one seed you can get home field advantage at the end of the day how do you look in January yes it would be really ideal for the Cincinnati Bengals the next time they get in the playoffs not to play on wild card weekend to play at home the whole entire time because I do feel like they have a home field advantage at Paycor Stadium. But it doesn't matter. Do I trust Joe Burrow in this Bengals offense and this Bengals coaching staff on the road? Yes. I mean, goodness, you could look at the 2021 season, 2022 postseason, and I'm not afraid for them to go on the road. If you can beat a team in Kansas City, which a lot of people forget, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyreek Hill, one of their best offenses. Yes, their defense only got better, and, and it's you know a very exciting, young, youthful team. But overall, I was more terrified of that 2021 Kansas City Chiefs team that the Bengals were able to stop than I am right now. But I promise this will all come full circle for the comparison of outlook of, of what I look for in 2024 for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the biggest thing is is your trenches. You go into this offseason, free agency is just a few weeks away. The NFL draft is two months away. And franchise tag week is this week. For the Cincinnati Bengals, the biggest thing for me is trenches. And that's offensive line. You want to protect your merchandise, as Marvin Lewis used to call it when he was talking about the quarterback. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow is protecting their merchandise. He's obviously coming off a huge wrist injury, uh, which we will look into more this offseason with our orthocency providers. And I'm really excited to talk about that with the physicians who are experts on the ortho side when it comes to those injuries. Uh, For Joe Burrow, we will probably start to see him throwing in April or May. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more May, but 
their off-season program does begin in the middle of April, so maybe we'll get a little more intel of what's going on at practice and how things are coming along for Joe Burrow because it was a pretty major surgery uh, when it comes to his wrist injury, and that's something that you know we're all going to be paying, t- paying attention to and, and all eyes are on, on Joe Burrow's health. And speaking of health, that's the most important thing. Protect your quarterback. I felt like last year was one of their better offensive lines. Um, you know, they're probably going to be replacing Jonah Williams at right tackle, but they'll still have Jonah Williams at left tackle. You look at the guard position and Alex Kappa, Ted Karras as a center, and Cordell Volson. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they brought in another camp body to give competition for that position, but we'll see what happens there. For right tackle, I think the Bengals, they dip their toes into free agency and they bring in a right tackle starter, and it could be a vet for maybe a one- to two-year contract. And I wouldn't be surprised, too, if at 18 in the NFL draft, they decide to take a right tackle or a tackle of the future. Maybe that rookie doesn't play right away in September, October, but they start to slowly get him involved as a starter. On the defensive side of the ball, I think you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs and look, that's a blueprint. They were able to get to the quarterback. They were able to get pressure. One of the things I don't think anybody's really talking about on the national side of NFL news is their defense. You know, it was terrifying. Chris Jones was the MVP of that game. I know Patrick Mahomes won it and good for him. But overall, it was their defense that was able to get pressure on Brock Purdy when it really mattered. And I think that's the game changer. That's what the Bengals need. You look around in the AFC North right now. There's guys like Miles Garrett. TJY, it's absolutely terrifying seeing them two times, well, six times if you talk about all of the matchups and facing the Baltimore Ravens, which I think can be, you know, a little terrifying when you think about some of those game changers. And the Bengals need to get one of those guys. And I think that they definitely do. I think there's there's opportunity for a defensive tackle in this draft, you know, to be determined if DJ Reader is here for the future, but you still need another guy. You need someone who... Offensive lines are absolutely terrified to play against. You need that guy in the playoffs on the road in January, snowy conditions, who's able to just put pressure on the other side of the ball. And I think that's what you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and say, that's what the Cincinnati Bengals need. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Not to say that they're going to get a guy like Chris Jones, which would be really awesome. I think he's going to get... 30 some million a year maybe um I don't know if it's in Kansas City I hope it isn't in Kansas City I'd like to see him go to the NFC side um but it it is huge for the Cincinnati Bengals trenches matter even Duke Tobin was down at the senior bowl a couple weeks ago and he talked about trenches and and that's going to be something that the Bengals will probably I would say load up on in free agency and in the NFL draft maybe it's the first round maybe it's the second round when it comes to mock drafts I'll, I'll try and give my best outlook on who I think it'll be uh, next month and then obviously as we get into April we'll do some NFL draft podcast and uh, kind of an outlook on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals season like I mentioned there's no offseason in the NFL and um, that's exciting because I'm a huge NFL fan and I love talking about the Cincinnati Bengals there's other sports we'll get to too which I'm really excited about again just a solo pod today with Lindsay Patterson in studio over Q102 um, love being in here and just talking a little NFL right now and kind of an outlook going forward 
Um, as I mentioned, we'll have more Reds, FC Cincinnati, high school football will be here before you know it. Uh, plenty of March Madness, which is always really exciting for all the college teams in town. Hopefully they are playing in March. Uh, it makes it even better. So we'll see what that looks like. But kind of going back to the NFL outlook for the Cincinnati Bengals in comparison to what, you know, you, you watched with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there were a lot of games in regular season. A lot of people thought, oh, the run's over. They're not getting in the playoffs. Will they win their division? Will they get in the playoffs? And they did. And they were fine. They actually played better in the playoffs than they did most of regular season. So for me, I know a lot of people look at the slow starts for the Cincinnati Bengals over the last few years. And that stuff really doesn't bother me that much because even Joe Burrow said it when he was when he talked in his press conference the day after the regular season ended. He had mentioned, like, I felt like that's when we normally get hot in an NFL season. And that's true. It's the October. It's the November. It's December, January. That stuff is what matters for a team. You know, you're going to get some things figured out. And, yeah, he's unfortunately had to deal with um, not being healthy for every single one of his training camps since he entered the league. And that's or something crazy has happened. Obviously, COVID year when he was drafted, um, you have the ACL injury. You had the appendix. I mean, some things are just out of your control. The appendix definitely something he couldn't predict. And then you're going to be coming off of the calf injury, which it's still insane. I'll never forget that day when it happened at training camp. And then this year, you're, you know, not fully healthy coming off the, the wrist injury. So I think the biggest thing for me when I think of the Cincinnati Bengals team and kind of what I learned from the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but it's trenches. Trenches are so important for the Bengals going into this offseason. I think that's something that we're definitely going to see from them. Uh, right now, you'll see some mock drafts out there. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, he uh, has the Cincinnati Bengals possibly taking Brock Bowers, which take him in a heartbeat. I know I mentioned trenches, but Brock Bowers, a blocking tight end, a crazy playmaker would be so huge for a team that that currently doesn't have a tight end on the roster. I do think they'll bring Drew Sample back and and Tanner Hudson, but you know, all of that's going to be really fun because there is no off season in the NFL. But that's how I'm feeling a little bit post-Super Bowl, moving on to the offseason. Um, I mentioned Franchise Tag Week as I'm recording this. Uh, it actually opens tomorrow on a Tuesday. So the Cincinnati Bengals are expected to franchise tag wide receiver T. Higgins. And I know a lot of people want the contract extension to be complete for T. Higgins. I would love it too. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll franchise them. They'll try to run it back for one more year, and, and hopefully Joe Burrow is healthy for the whole entire season. Jamar Chase, I could see them getting his extension done during training camp or before preseason starts, or maybe they just let him play on the fifth-year option, and they'll pay him next year. He will be paid one of the highest wide receiver contracts um, out there in the NFL and, and one of the highest that this team has paid outside of Joe Burrow, of course, because he was the highest-paid um, NFL player after last year's extension. So for me, it's going to be the franchise tag for T. The team will more than likely officially announce it the last day that uh, the teams have. That'll be March 5th. There's a lot of things with franchise tags that people, you know, have questions about. Can they tag them or can they trade them? Will they trade them? Can they work out an extension? The Cincinnati Bengals can still work out an extension if they announce, hey, we're going to franchise tag T. Higgins. Um, he doesn't have to sign it until they get closer to regular season. And of course that's when he has to sign it or he doesn't get paid the $21 million. Um, You know, I think a lot of players can look at the franchise tag as, Oh, it's such a bummer because 
I wanted the big time money. I wanted a three to four year contract because anything could happen in the NFL injuries, health, um, you want that that long-term or at least even a short-term extension to know about your future and that insurance of, of being paid. $21 million is a lot of money because T. Higgins is only making about $4 million a year right now. So that's absolutely, you know, huge for him and a, definitely uh, a pay upgrade. But at the same time, um, probably a little bit of a bummer that he would get the franchise tag versus the extension. Outside of 2024, I don't know what happens with T. Higgins or if the team decides to tag him again or tag and trade. Um, That's obviously another option for this year. They can decide, hey, you know what? We're going to tag him and we're going to trade him to another team. But if they want to do that, another team is going to have to – they have to be willing to pay the $21 million, and the Bengals would probably be looking for a draft pick. Would a team be willing to give up a first or a second, a high second, and uh, put up $21 million on a one-year contract for a wide receiver? I think a lot of things the Cincinnati Bengals did after drafting Jamar Chase and even T. Higgins showed a lot of teams – what's important I know a lot of people like to go back to the 2021 draft and say the Cincinnati Bengals they should have went offensive line protect Joe Burrow but I'll tell you right now they wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase if you go back to that game I was there unfortunately not unfortunate it was a really good time being at the Super Bowl but at SoFi Stadium if Joe Burrow of course it's kind of wild how it all works out if he would have had maybe a half of a second longer Jamar Chase was open for the walk-off touchdown and um, you know there's a lot of games the Kansas City Chiefs game the first time around when it really started to become a conversation of the Cincinnati Bengals um, Jamar Chase went off on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. He was unbelievable that day, and I think he proved to a lot of people, I'm the real deal, and he is. He's a generational talent. I know we like to throw that word around for a lot of people, but he definitely is, and I'm just really excited to see, you know, the future with him and Joe. He's still really young, uh, which is crazy to think about, and, you know, the future is bright with those two. I I think I'm hoping both of them are in stripes for their whole entire NFL career and the future's bright and maybe they win a couple Lombardies along the way. I'd love to see T. Higgins here long term. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And one of the things, the good news is this class is loaded when it comes to playmakers in the wide receiver room. Maybe the Cincinnati Bengals don't go tight in or wide receiver at 18, but they decide to do it in the second round. Um, it, the possibilities are endless. You look in college football, wide receivers every single year. They're out all the time. There's so many to choose from, and I think that's what they're going to be able to do. And if there's any team that's good at drafting wide receivers, the Cincinnati Bengals are sitting at number one. Uh, You know, a lot of people, they want to see what the Cincinnati Bengals have. Uh, They want that on their team when you look at these playmakers. And, you know, it's just really exciting. So for me personally, um, recording this as as February is kind of wrapping up on the NFL side. And I said before, no offseason in the NFL. Franchise tag is starting this week. It'll be about two weeks and the Bengals will officially announce it for T. Higgins. Unless a deal does get done, I just don't see that happening. Uh, And uh, 2024, T. Higgins will will be in stripes. And we'll see what the photoshops look like for the following offseason to where T. Higgins could go. And who knows? Maybe he's he's with the Cincinnati Bengals after 2024. Um, Would love to have him here. He's he's awesome. He has those jellyfish. Uh, I feel like those tanks would be really hard to move. That was kind of fun uh, offseason last year. And they finally arrived at T. Higgins' house. And he's kind of been showing it on social media. So you should follow him over there on uh, the Twitter X app. But, uh, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals, the NFL draft right around the corner. Try to do some mock predictions. 
predictions with Molly and then, you know, having some NFL draft guests as we as we get closer. It's about two and a half months away. Um, outside of the NFL, though, we'll get to all of that all offseason. FC Cincinnati's picking up this weekend. And then uh, we have college football, as I mentioned. We'll see some of these teams make it into March Madness. That'll be here before you know it. The Cincinnati Reds. I just mentioned it as I started the podcast. I'm heading to Arizona next week. I'm My goal is to do a pod from there. Just kind of a fun night game with some of my friends as we're taking in spring training. If you are a baseball fan, and honestly, you do not need to be a diehard fan, highly recommend going to Arizona. Uh, I'll do a recap pod with Molly when I get back. But I go with some friends. We usually try to go every other year, every couple years. COVID year kind of got in the way of this being an annual tradition. And then life got in the way. But we go down. We leave on a Wednesday. Come back on a Saturday or Sunday. Go to a few games. It's cheap. The weather's normally nice, which is kind of crazy. It's a little colder in Phoenix right now. And the games are in uh, Goodyear, Glendale areas where we stay. And uh, it's just really fun to go and, and watch some games. And uh, obviously having a, a baseball hot dog is always a good time and, and kind of that beautiful Arizona weather. So highly recommend go out there. If you're a baseball fan, you don't have to be a diehard. Um, it's kind of inexpensive. It isn't too crazy. Uh, do Airbnbs, hotels obviously are an option. And go watch some uh, Reds. Or if you have another team, go watch some baseball. Uh, out there in Arizona before we get ready for opening day. Opening day should be a holiday in Cincinnati. Uh, Even if it isn't official, it's always a really good time. And we'll have more opening day, FC Cincinnati, college hoops, football season will be here, NFL draft. I'm really excited to talk about all things and more on the podcast. Again, Lindsay Patterson, just a solo edition over here. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Molly Watson will be back next week. We will have um, some experts on the injury side to talk a little bit about some of the athletes and updates going into the offseason and as regular season is around the corner for the Cincinnati Reds. Thank you, as always, for listening to On the Sidelines with Lindsay Patterson and Molly Watson.